This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you into the Christmas edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz always says, everybody should have a rope trainer from big leaguers to little leaguers. I sure hope it, uh, at least most of you guys are checking out the ropetrainer.com and seeing what a great uh, training device and a great warm-up tool it is to help save those young arms out there. Uh, it means a lot to me that you guys would, would check that out. So uh, please continue to do so. It means, uh, means the world to your kids, I guarantee you. Uh, going to do something this week for the holidays as, as everybody's trying to spend more time with family. We were uh, blessed to have some time off here at lineupmedia.fm. Appreciate the, the crew here for sure. Going to do a little kind of a best of, I guess. Uh, I know sometimes when people do best of, they play different interviews and things like that. I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. I am picking something that I really enjoyed doing with a good friend who's also a great coach and a great uh, person to feed from. When it comes to getting information, uh, I've had Darren Hendrickson from St. Louis University, the Division One baseball program here in town, on numerous times. He's a great resource because he's not only a great friend, but like I said, is, he's a great coach. He's a great mind when it comes to baseball. He's no different than you, I, or anybody else. He's got two young sons. He's got an, a high school-age son, and then he's got a youth son, knee-deep in this. So he is a great sounding board. He is a great uh, – um, a great have for us being this local. He's making mistakes just like us. He's trying to find out what's right just like us. And what's great about him is he's not too shy to say, okay, this is what I'm seeing and I'm asking the questions why. So meant a lot to me that he's been so uh, free with his time for us. We had a conversation about something that was really bothering the both of us and I wanted to bring it up again uh, during this season because of the timing. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody to make sure you check out youthbaseballtalk.com. That is our website. If you go on there, you can see videos from some of our contributors like Rick Strickland, Justin Stone, uh, all the great people like that. Uh, Of course, uh, you know, you can check out the past episodes. The thing I like the most about our show is that none of it's really time sensitive, except for some of the stuff we've done for tournament companies and things like that, for some of the neat things they're doing for those times. But those companies are great, and you can always check out their websites when you go back and hear them. But the reality of it is a lot of this is just opinionated information that you can take, learn from, Google the people that are talking, find out a little more. They're all evolving. They're all continuing their education. They're all trying to provide you with some really interesting stuff to assist you as you kind of go through these muddled waters, if, if you will. But this particular interview with Coach Hendrickson meant a lot to me, and uh, we had a great engagement with a lot of people on Twitter, uh, at Podcast Baseballs, where you'll find us on Twitter. Had a lot of people getting back at us about their opinions because it was such an interesting topic. Facebook, go to Facebook and just Google, you know, just in the search bar, Youth Baseball Talk, you'll find us. Uh, info at youthbaseballtalk.com is our email. This was a very interesting episode that we did. Because it really kind of looked at what we were doing that we may or may not be able to, to, to change because it's up to other people to change this format. But how we go about doing it is something that we can't control. And that is, and, and again, the reason I'm bringing it up this week is because I know what's going on. Now, maybe not in the warm states where people are playing a lot more baseball. They're already knee-deep in this. But for a majority of the country, coaches everywhere, because I've been there, managers, if, if they're handling are starting to figure out their schedule for the 2017 and what I would call youth to prep baseball season. And that's everybody from five, six, seven years old that are playing tournaments all the way up to high school age kids. So as a coach, I know that I was at this time until this year when now I am kind of in the background now, I was starting to look at tournaments. I was starting to put a schedule together. I was starting to say, okay, I'm going to play in this tournament, then I'll take this weekend off to get rest and and just family time, whatever. Uh, I'm still wanting to be competitive. So, you know, going into this tournament, I got to make sure we're playing. Then I got to mix in my league games because I got to schedule. So, scheduling is always a tough thing. Uh, Trying to schedule and allow kids times to rest rest their arms and, and, you know, how many arms do you realistically have? Are you willing to let kids pitch and, 
let them do the best they can, and if you lose, you lose. I mean, all that factors in, right? Well, one of the things that Darren and I started really talking about was we're playing a lot of games on the weekends. I mean, a lot of games in a short amount of time. Now, if somebody out there can uh, allow these kids to pitch a normal amount and you can play all them games, that's one thing. It's a whole other thing also you got to look at and say, should a kid really play five games in really sometimes 24 hours? It happens. Don't think it doesn't happen. How many times, ask yourself, have you played at 4 and 6 on Saturday and then played at, you know, 8, 10, and 12 on Sunday? Ask yourself. I guarantee you it's happened to you. Think about that. Five baseball games for a kid in 24 hours. I mean, you would think, well, they do it or, well, whatever. Now, again, I'm not here to say that it's going to cause anybody any major problems, but we are seeing more and more overuse injuries. And we got to look at that. We raised the question of why not on your tournaments play three games? Schedule them out, right? It's easy to do. Top two teams in those pool brackets, they play a championship game. You're guaranteed three games. You can go into it knowing, hey, I'm going to throw my guys because I got to get there. And if I get there, we'll see what happens. Of course, it benefits the teams that are really deep. And that's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But three games in a weekend is plenty. I, I, I'll argue with anybody that it's not. I mean, it's plenty. I assure you. Three games on the weekend, and that's not even playing league games. If you're playing three games on a weekend and you're playing one to two league games during the week, trust me when I tell you that that is plenty. Okay? Again, you can disagree and you can say, we need to play. I would disagree. We need to train. We need to get stronger. We need to get faster. We need to get smarter. Okay, we need to give the body time to rest. When the body gets hurt when it doesn't rest. So there's a lot of factors that go into this. And while I don't have the exact answers, I can tell you that we're asking the questions and we're proposing things. And that's how it that's how it happens, right? So I want to let everybody listen in on this interview that Darren and I did. And you draw your own conclusions. And again, uh, we had a great conversation for this episode. I chose this one to replay so that everybody could hear it. Because again, I know what's going on right now. People are scheduling. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So, again, info at youthbaseballtalk.com is our email. At Podcast Baseball is our Twitter handle. And, of course, you can go to Facebook, and it's Youth Baseball Talk. Just check us out. Would would really love it. As far as the Christmas season goes, I wish everybody a, just a merry, merry Christmas. Uh, I know lots of you they are probably buying gloves and bats and cleats and training aids and all this kind of stuff. And the joy that you see on the kid's face when he opens it up on Christmas morning been doing it for years i love it there's nothing better especially if you have that relationship with your son or daughter it's a tremendous thing i wish you all a great christmas so uh, without waiting any longer let me turn this thing over to my good friend darren hendrickson uh, from st louis university as we cover our opinion on what's going on with these tournaments and please don't forget to support the people that support me again one more time the pitchhitter.com um, is a great device no doubt about it they've brought you domingo ayala each and every week on the show uh, if you have a young player that needs help throwing strikes, this portable device that you can take to practices in your backyard, in the basement, wherever you want to use it, it is a phenomenal piece. Okay, just check it out, thepitchhitter.com. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my lead sponsor, and that's the Rope Trainer. So blessed to be a part of uh, what they're doing. John Smolch, Chris Verna, couldn't ask for two better spokesmen to talk about what's really going on out there for our kids all the way up to when they, they're still using this thing when they're trying to, to, to reach their goals and their dreams, okay? The ropetrainer.com, you know, Hall of Famer John Smoltz took time to address this in his Hall of Fame speech. I'd say it every week. Just Google it, and you'll get a sense that we've got to do something. It's great stuff. Of course, I appreciate Justin Stone and the crew at EliteBaseball.tv. They do phenomenal stuff over there. I'm telling you, I think it's $97 a year, and you get access to all that stuff be the best $97 you ever spent. My good friend Rick Strickland over at the St. Louis Pirates. I love his new Ask Rick segment. You guys are asking all these questions all the time. I'm not really the guy to answer it sometimes. That's why I love having Rick. The only, you know, the only thing I can say is that I trust him with my own kids, which is the best compliment I can give anybody. So I appreciate all those guys, and I want to say Merry Christmas to them as well. They're the ones that make the show possible. But without waiting any longer, let me bring you Darren Hendrickson from St. Louis University and our discussion on tournaments, their place, and maybe some different ideas. Merry Christmas, everybody. My guest today, uh, and this will be the first guest I've had on this show, is a, a guy that we've heard from. And I'm, I'm proud to say, back in the infancy of the show, I had him on twice, and they were two of the more popular episodes as 
uh, although he is a Division One baseball coach. Um, he gets to be around big leaguers, throwing batting practice to the Cardinals. He's done every avenue of the game, you know, basically from being a kid, and now he sees kids and, and is watching them grow up in front of his eyes. He has such an interesting take on what's, and I say this loosely, what's really going on as opposed to what we think's going on. So he's a great, great sounding board. He's a great listen if you want to open your ears and listen to what's really going on. Let me welcome in St. Louis University head coach, Darren Hendrickson. Darren, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. Do you like that intro? I loved it. It was great. Do you feel important? <laughs> like you were somebody? Um, not today, I don't. <laughs> well, you were somebody over the weekend, I got to tell you. So uh, there were great things. Like, I was at my own baseball tournament this weekend. I know you, obviously, you're always at some sort of baseball event, whether it be for coaching or as a parent. And uh, there were some great things that happened in baseball this weekend. And I, I caught one of your tweets, the Grand Slam. The walk-off by the freshman comes off the bench. I think he had like 26 at-bats. I mean, what a great moment. You mentioned something about chills and, and stuff like that. So I was reading. So I was kind of just catching up on Twitter. And then I see this tweet from you, and I'm going to read it. And, and he's a phenomenal follow, okay, at Darren Hendrickson 24. It, you'll get these from him sometime, but typically what you'll get is a lot of educational stuff about the, men, the mental part, the, the approach, and things like that, and why and, and the importance of, of really – you know, where you at in this process and things like that. But this one really caught my attention, and it will yours too. He said, my 10U son, opposing teams calling pitches. Pitcher just threw eight innings, and if we win, play a fourth game today. Can anyone help me? Hashtag madness. So I've known you, obviously. I mean, we joke around. I've known you. We've known each other our whole lives because we were born the same day in the same hospital room. But the reality of it is, uh, as adults, I, I've been around you quite a bit, and I kind of have an idea of your feelings. The, the, the tweet says it all, and then madness. So tell us a little bit about where the tweet came from and, and what your thought process was when you sent it out. Well, sure. You know, I, you know, when I go to the tournaments, I, I'm just a dad. I'm not a, you know, for the tenue, that is, of course, and I certainly want to help all the kids learn the game and get excited about the game. But, you know, yesterday it was, struck me, two games were played on Saturday in this, in this particular tournament. And then yesterday, to win the whole thing, you had to play four in one day and win them all. So if you do the simple math alone, it's six games in 24-hour period for 10-year-old. So just stop right there. Everyone take a breath and repeat what I just said. Six games, 24-hour period, 10 years old. To me, uh, probably a recipe for disaster uh, from a the you know clean a clean game and the, the way the game's supposed to be played and just a general interest in the game. So... I think that I think that all that tweet came from uh, a lot of. Uh, as I said, I watched the game from my, uh, you know, from like a sociologist part, point of view, and I try to look and see what are they doing over there, and maybe I'll learn something, you know. But when I say that, as I'm, I say that because I, I watch and see how people are doing things, and then because what happens is by the time they get to be high school, college kids, but particularly in my case, from my from my own, you know, this is a little bit selfish reasons, but these kids come to us with all this background. So, you know, you kind of go, wonder what that's like. And then, you know, ultimately they either go to the pro level or they don't, and then the pros get the the gist of it all too. So the, the gist of it all, I'm sorry. So all that being said, Jim, I just take a, have taken a real keen interest having two boys at play, um, you know, and now but watching the 10-year-olds yesterday put me over the top. And the, probably the fact that it was late Sunday and it was 97 <laughs> is what made me to hit send on that tweet. But I think it's a very, you know, honestly, it's a, it's a very right on, it's spot on. I don't think there's any, uh, I wasn't dogging anything, because I, I, I don't have all the answers to this, but I think it's time we maybe took a breath and realized what we were really doing out there. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So, again, this is Monday Morning Solutions. This isn't Monday Morning Complaining. So, obviously, I think we're both on the same page of where we're going with this. But before we do that, I want to ask you one question because, and, and I promise for all of you guys out there, and like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have Darren on a couple times. He's he's really taken the SLU program, the new heights when it comes to baseball, and he's regarded as one of the one of the you know better coaches in the country for sure. And up you know moving up the boards fast. You know the the thing is, uh, we've had many conversations, and a lot of you want to know what's going on with SLU and things like that. I promise you, I'll bring him back on for a regular show. But for the purposes of this show today, we're going to address these issues. But I do have one question for you on that because I think it it it, it kind of flows. Some of the conversations you and I have had over time, and you're very honest when you say that you don't have an answer. I mean, we're trying to find one. I mean, there's a there's a ground there, but 
you, you're very adamant about the fact that today's athlete is different, the ones you get, versus way back when. And, and maybe that's just the old codger in us. Even you say that. But do you go to these youth tournaments and see everything from tournament format to umpiring to coaching to the kids, the way they're handled by their parents, the way everything's done? Does that give you a little bit of an idea of why the kids are the way they are when you get them? There's no question. That, and, and you know what you say, well, when does it start? How, do they, how are they shaped and formed? But they're being shaped at, the, uh, as, at eight years old when they get out there in the eight U tournaments, nine U, 10 U. You know, like I said, I've had two boys in it now, um, one's 16, one's 10. So I can, you know, speak from both hats on that. I would say that watching all that, um, there's no surprises some days the way, way things are. Um, you know, parental involvement's always been a hot button and you could have five shows on that alone. Uh, how how the parents, you know, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff out there too. Remember that, like you just said, this is not a complaining session at all. We're talking today about, uh, you know, how can we how can we make the game better? How can we help? Uh, you know, it's a faster, busier world, so it trickles into our sports. It trickles right. into youth sports and every across the board in other sports: basketball, hockey, football. I mean, they're year-round deals now. So. Either adjust or you don't. So you don't sit here and complain about it, but you also got to really take a breath and read what I wrote as, as far as, you know, six games in, in a, in a 24-hour period. I mean, I, I think if you ask the Cardinals to play a doubleheader, and I know they play 162, I get it over six months, but they're the most supremely conditioned guys in the world. Uh, I mean, nine innings of baseball is hard. You know, being out there for BP and getting to the park early, it's just a mental, uh, you know, it's a deal where it, it wears you down. So you know your kids are going to do that. You mentioned the umpires, too. I don't want to leave them out of it because, you know, I watched the guys yesterday. They, they worked four games in a row at 97 degrees, and, uh, and some of those guys get there at 8.30 and they get home at 8.30. I know that's what we sign up for. And remember, none of us have to do this, but I think all of us are – the point of this whole deal is we all really like the sport. That's why we're doing it. Sure. And we want to go out there and, 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 you know, play the game the right way. But what, show me the proof, show me the data that playing more games is better. Okay, and show me any proof of playing six games. I think we'd all agree. I mean, it's not like we're trying to argue a point here. If anybody wants to say that six games, I don't know. I'd like to know the tournament, uh, the answer, why they set it up that way, because I think maybe they didn't stop and look or whatever. But I just know we lost in the semis, by the way. So by the time the fifth, <laughs> fifth game was over, there was almost a sigh of relief among the, 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 the coaches, players, and fans. And but, you know, what happens if you play that sixth game? What do you, what do, you do? You know, you, you, you leave your house at 6.30 a.m. and you get home at, at 10.30 at night, and everybody thinks that's going to make you a better player. How, how does that make you a better player? Well, I don't know. I think, I think you're, the interesting part of this is I think you can sum it up in a statement. That is, can you play six games in 24 hours? Well, sure, you can. But, the, but, it, but it's more of can you really play six games in 24 hours and do it the right way? I mean, <laughs> hold on. Let's, t let's break this down real quick by a, a simple math term. So we hopefully got some math people out there that, that will, maybe this will correlate. Not here. I well, was told there'd be no math. No, this Nobody might, this might relate to the math people. Six, six inning games at 10 U, 36 innings, 24 hour span. Okay. Okay. 10 kids on the team. Okay. For the tournament. Okay. Now, if each kid pitched three point six innings, mm -hmm. I guess there's no problem, right? Sure, but that's not the way it works. No, it's you not. know that. That's not. So, where's all? Where are the rest of those innings coming from? Let's. What do you think the? Okay, so we're we're look. I would say that we both can speak logically on this because we've both been through it, right? W most teams have ten, eleven players max. Would you not agree? Right. And, of course, that's because everybody's got to play, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you have people mad, too many people on the team, right? <laughs> or they'll go so you, start their own team. That's right, or they'll go start their own team, right? Or if, you know, if they don't play short or lead off. That's a whole other show. We're getting <laughs> off. We'll come back to that one. Okay, but for, this, for the purposes of this Monday morning solution, okay? So what do you think? Out of the 11, if you have 11 kids, how many of them pitch? Well, how many of them pitch or how many of them try to pitch or how many of them throw? Okay, there's the key. There's the problem. Because right. if you go to coach and you say, coach, they all should pitch, he would say, some of them can't. Well, why can't they? What you really mean to say is, if I pitch him, chances are I won't win. Well, here's the problem. If you read the second line of that tweet, the kid pitched eight innings in the uh, 
third game of of our deal. Okay, now had he pitched Saturday, I don't know. I don't you know I don't follow the other teams obviously, right. and that's up to the coaches and the parents to monitor that. But I know that a ten year old throwing eight innings, and you know. It, it maybe wasn't taxing. Maybe I don't have a you know a leg to stand on with that. I just I just personally I personally um, you know I, I I would like to have a solution. I'd like for the tournament people to sit down and just do simple math and say, okay, most teams are bringing ten to eleven kids in, and if we set this up X way and and this and this happens, we could have potentially six games in twenty four hours. That's not good. That's not good if we had 15 pitchers and 15 players, I'm saying. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, There's it's, the statement right there. See, you're, you, you just said it out loud. People are listening right now, and they're going, well, wait a minute. He just said that if everybody pitches, that's only three innings. That's not that bad. Okay, so for the 2% of the teams that every kid on the team pitches, and if you're committed to only throwing them, let's say, four innings for roundup, if every kid on your team is going to throw four innings, more power to you. Go get them. Well, even though six games in 24 hours on the body is probably not ideal, but that's fine. Here's the thing, though, Jim. I saw uh, five or six fields this weekend with the, the whole pool and the bracket and all that good stuff, so I watched all that. You know as well as I do, and this is the key piece that maybe people forget about, is that coaches, players, parents, every one of us, okay, and, and, and we're all as guilty. So you get caught up in the excitement and the emotion of maybe we win this, and then you get a little closer, and then you go, okay, now we're getting to the third game, and then we're in the fourth game, and then you start saying, oh, we got a chance to win this thing. Sure. But what are you winning, really? You mm. winning a T-shirt or a trophy? Okay. And we're not going to, you know, we're not here to say that that, you know, but it's not about the T-shirt and the trophy. We're going to say that out loud right now. It's you got to be careful, though, because I said that out loud, and I got accused of being a communist. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. I could show it to you. A guy told me that uh, guys like me who – who put winning second are the reason why we lost Vietnam. Okay, well. <laughs> we're I, moving on? From 10-year-olds, okay, ten year olds, okay. I'll stand by that statement. However, you know, remember, we're talking about youth baseball today. We're not talking about college. We're not talking about high school. We're not talking about pro. So the guy that said that needs to calm himself down a little bit. But secondly, more importantly, just remember, what's, what's really at stake? What are we trying to do? The main thing is the kids have got to enjoy the game because the, the, the sad piece to all this, and not to put a dark light on a kind of a, a fun topic, but a, really a twisted topic that needs some help, um, is the fact that kids get burnt out. And nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to say that. But, you know, uh, a lot of kids are going to camp this week, and we're just shoving things at them. We're shoving things down their throat. And... And, you know, I bet you if you surveyed a lot of these kids and just asked them, quite frankly, what's the biggest thing? If I bet you surveyed coaches and surveyed a lot of coaches around a lot of places, you'd say, you know what, this is all too much. We all want some more free time. But isn't society like that? Don't we want more free time in society? Well, here's the thing, too. I had Coach Dave Holt on, who you may or may not be familiar with. He was a lifer in baseball, minor league coach with the Red Sox. Uh, once he got out of that, decided to dedicate himself to youth baseball and helping kids become the best they can be. Didn't matter if you were whatever. So he, 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 I mean, from where he started to where he's at now, he's accumulated all this great information. You know, if you go to his website, which is great, um, you know, there's a, he, you know, he puts that stat on there that, that it's there, it's, it's real, and that's the whole, by the time they're 14, 75% of all baseball players will just quit. So... All right, so here's what we know. We know that that's real, right? We know that's real. We have guys like yourself. We have guys like Mike Matheny. We have guys like Andy Bennis. We have guys like Dave Holt. Guys that have been in the, the, the all you knows. I, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, Darren, but all you, like, I know you know other things, but all you know is baseball, right? Okay? You, and, and here's the thing. You're not sitting on, a, on, on high, and, ne- and neither is Mike Matheny or Andy Pennis or Coach Dave Holt. Nobody's sitting on high saying, here's the commandments, okay? You guys are trying to tell us what's in store, but yet we don't listen. Why? Why do we think as parents and coaches sometimes that, well, that won't happen to my kid? That's that whole thing. Well, not my kid. Not my kid. He's going to play. He's going to be in that 25%. And you say, my kid's not going to do this. He's going to be in that 1%. Why, why, why? Well, 
Jim, you know, the, you know, the one of the problems is the some of this is driven by dollars. Um, you know, that's kind of the elephant in the room that people don't want to say out loud. Um, you know, if a team pays X amount of dollars to get in a tournament, they they're expected to get X amount of games. Well, okay, just set it up differently. And I know parents can't take off work. We can't start a tournament on Wednesday sure. and, and, and go all through the, you know, we get that. We got to squeeze them in on the weekend. So we get it. It's, it's hard for the tournament director. This is not a criticism of that. It's just maybe a pause moment and, and a take a breath moment. But society is driving this whole thing. If they, people mistakenly think if they play more games, their kids will be better. That is not there, show me any data that says that. I disagree with that statement a hundred thousand percent. But I'm not saying that I have an answer for a number of games. I don't know the exact number of pitches kids should throw. I don't think anyone does. Dr. James Andrews doesn't know. Um, there's some great, great pitching gurus out there that don't know. Uh, and about the numbers of games and that kids need to learn the game. They need to learn this game though. And as far as you know, and you don't learn the game by playing it fatigued and tired and, and, and over and over and over. Because it's, it's not – I understand for that moment it's about the winning, but it's really not at the end of the day. It's about learning the game. That's what Holtz of the world and Andy's of the world and Mike Matheny's of the world are trying to do. Okay, so I would say that in my opinion, and again, take it, throw it in the trash, do what you want, but I've, I've been through the ringers on this. I'm, I'm sorry. I – if there's one thing I know, it's tournaments for kids. I mean, I've been knee-deep in it for a long time. I've basically spent almost every weekend at a ball diamond with kids. That doesn't make me the greatest coach. It doesn't make me the, the smartest guy in the room. What it does make me is a connoisseur on youth baseball tournaments, so I'm going to give you my opinion, and I will tell you, you brought it up, and it's a fact. I have no issue with the tournament guys because the reality of it is they're no different than everybody else. They're putting out a product that everybody wants. We all want to play in tournaments, otherwise there'd be no tournaments, and there's more and more popping up every day. So it's not that's not the issue. The issue here, to your point, and I think you're right on, is the format. Okay, so let's talk about the format. Why the format? The format, you bring it up very eloquently, is people think they're getting a great value or it's an awesome situation when you get to play all these games. We're going to go, we could play. Okay, no. We got to back it up, put it in neutral, okay? Bring it back to neutral and think about what should a great weekend of baseball look like for your youth team? I know for me personally, okay, if my kids, I, I look at the way my team's constructed, and I'm not saying it's constructed perfectly. I would say it's constructed fairly average. That's why I say this. If I played baseball on the weekend and my team in a, it, within a either a and it's always Friday night through Sunday. Sometimes you don't even have Friday night games. But in a Friday through Sunday setting, if my team played three games, I'd be happy. If we get that fourth game, great. But I know differently than anybody else. When you start getting into a fifth game and even a sixth game, I've got to really look at that and think, how can I realistically do this? So my point is, I don't understand why it's not this simple. And I, I, well, I take that back. I do know why, and I'll say why when I'm done. But I don't understand what's wrong with everybody playing three pool play games, and then you just take the top two and they play a championship. And the only reason you got to do that is because why? We got to have a champion, right? Uh, Is that right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Remember, now let's make sure we say this over and over on today's deal. This is youth, and I'm talking 10U today. That's where I'm coming from today. Okay, it can be nine, it can be eight, it can be 11, whatever. As you get older, things change a little bit. So we're not going to, you know, lump everybody together. It, but, but you're correct. I want to make sure that that's said. And secondly on that, the attention span of this group playing a doubleheader is, is just not, it's not there. I've seen it all year. I've seen it last year. And for the most part, it's tough. It's tough to, to get these kids to focus on a doubleheader. So what you said, I, I don't know, is it worth the money? Is it worth the time? Is it worth it all? You know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers to that. I just know what I tweeted yesterday obviously triggered this. And uh, it's worth thinking about. It's worth talking about. It's fun to explore. I'm sure there'll be some people who have other opinions that aren't favorable toward what, what I tweeted. But I, I, I think if anyone knows anything at all about just common sense uh, with baseball and reads it, it's got to make some sense that 
you know, their, their format needs to change. And, and kids are not going to be able to focus for, for five and six games on, in a two-day span. Well, again, we're going to get back to this, right? Guy, guy is listening to that guy, and quote-unquote, that guy's listening to our show right now going, not our kids, Darren. You should see them. Oh, no. <laughs> not our group. And you know what? Here, I'll say it. I would have, I would have said that to you about our group. I would have. I would have said to you, no, nah, not my group, Darren. I got, I got 11 kids that love to play, love the game. They work hard. You wouldn't believe I, – I, listen, I'm going to take, take the fall on this one, and I'm going to say I've been that guy. So it's me. I'm not even talking to you out there. I'm talking to myself. Not my group, Darren. We're really good. I mean, I, dude, we're doing things at 9 and 10 you wouldn't believe we're 9 and 10. Well – I, look, nobody's questioning whether the teams or the kids want to play. There's a, most teams want, have those kids on it that want to play. This isn't about wanting to play. Remember, we're, we've got to remember what we're talking about today, and that's just how can we bring some sanity to this? Because, I'm, look, go survey the parents, okay? Now, they'd run through a wall for their kids. We all would, right? We, we'd, we'd swim, you know, the Mississippi River for our kids. We'd do anything for them. So, I don't know about that, Well, but go ahead. But you I know, know what I'm getting at. <laughs> we, we'd, we'd do anything. But when we, if we surveyed 100 out of 100 parents and they secretly were anonymous, they would say that this is madness, okay? They would say it's madness. Now, do we have a solution to round all this up? Do we have it, you know, is, is it, is it uh, what is it? Is it, is it saturated because there's two, you know, there's 5,000 teams out there now? Is it, is it that? Is it, um, you know, coaches that are reckless? Is it, is, you know, what is it? What is it? Is it format, tournament format directors? Is it money? Is it, it's all those things. It's all, it's not one thing, right? I don't think, and we're not on here to say that. I don't think anyone has an answer. And when you take an opinion or outspoken about it, it wasn't meant to draw any ire or get people fired up. It's just to get people thinking. It's to get people to stop and go, okay. Maybe maybe we can do this next time. Let's adjust this tournament. And you've heard some, and because there's some really good people running, some trying to do the right thing for youth baseball. We're more educated about this than ever before. Probably overeducated about it, but we still we keep pushing the envelope and we don't stop. And you know, I I don't know. So that's what's fun to talk about it today. And I like I said. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it if I don't have an answer, but I just, you know. I, tw- I think we have the answer. Well, I tweeted it out, and I thought maybe you'd have some fun, uh, you know, and then you invite <laughs> me on the show, and the next thing I know, you know, who knows. But I, what I'm saying is it's just sort of, it kind of just came to me as like, wow, this is really, really what the day was. This is really what the weekend right. was, and I just summed it up right there. But 140 you, characters, pretty interesting, <laughs> right? That, that, that sparks right. such a debate. That's right. But no, it's the truth, though. If you really, if, if at the end of the day, when you undress it, right, this is what's underneath. And it's it's an underlying pink elephant in the room that I wonder what the percentage of people that do, that are heavily involved in this, that do this because they feel like they, quote unquote, have to, or they're going to, quote unquote, get left behind. That's, well, that is... That's the word in my business, I'll be honest with you, because, you know, you, you go to all these things and you have to go to X, Y, and Z events or else, you know, and, and you got you to gotta keep up. So that's the piece that, you know, I mean, NCAA, give you for instance right now, you know, NCAA people are, are looking at maybe trying to get kid, kids more days off, okay, um, and, and more time off. They've now, that's at the NCAA level. That's correct. Now, that's one of, notch below the professional level. Think basically. about what I just said. So, okay. I mean, it's debated there because now that now you're also dealing with kids that have class demands. Uh, you so know. it's not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing as well Absolutely. For, for why they're really going Absolutely. to school. Absolutely. Okay. The, the stress levels and the demands are outrageous. So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's probably not a fair comparison, but it is worth talking about that there are some people, smart people, who are looking at this and saying, Hey, maybe th- this is too much. Maybe we're doing too much. Maybe this is too much. You know, the NBA talked about it the other day about shortening their season. Their players are complaining that they're getting hurt, and then and they're and you know, 82 games. And Major League Baseball's you know, it's 160. I mean, it's just a lot. And of course, it's you know, let's uh, let's face it, Jim, that stuff up there is driven by dollars. Right. And I hear more and more and more coaches, not you know, just a notch below your level, say. These kids are showing up in high school broke down, and it's and, and again, you know, I, I they they are very careful to tell me when I have conversations with high school coaches, they are very careful to say I'm not even going to open up the arm injury bug uh, room on this one. 
I mean broke down. Backs, knees, arms, head, mental, broke down. Like it doesn't take much and they're out. And and it's just it and you know what? It <laughs> It, if you're going to have a lot of kids that make you realize that this is going on, you don't have to look any further than the fact that maybe while they're younger and their bodies aren't ready to handle this rigor, right? Maybe they're not ready. So what was the question before? Can we play six games in 24 hours? Of course you can, but can you really play six games in 24 hours? And everybody for sure 100% come out on the end of it Years later, just fine. I would say the answer is a resounding no. Well, if you look, if you real, look real quick at the, uh, there's a great um, kind of the data piece that was out last week about that they are finding now that arm injuries are happening when guys are fatigued. Now that can be from a, a long high pitch count. It can be from a lot of innings. You know, we still don't have all the data, and no one will ever know about who could break down at any time, who could not break down. I mean, you've got. You know, guys like Jose Fernandez having Tommy John, who, who, who you know, got Cy Young stuff. And, and, you know, you can name on and on and on the, the list of major leaguers who and they have the best of all the resources. So, you know, we, we still have to kind of be careful. But if you look back, there's probably usually a pattern. And what you just said, the fatigue thing has got to be in there, in my opinion. I think, guys, you know, what happens with pitchers and when they get fatigued is they generally, their arm slots get a little lower they get a little lower and their elbow gets a little saggier and saggier they then get underneath their pitches and all these kinds of things that we you know we're not going to talk about all that today mechanic stuff but that's that is due generally to fatigue and that can be a different different muscle that can be a different area that can be it usually is a different area so what i'm saying is that those things are are real and that starts not at at 18 19 20 22 whatever that starts with some of this stuff we're talking about so well, I think what the point of our you and I today, we're just trying to maybe help it get stopped before it gets started, you know, and stop it before it gets too crazy. Right. I um I got a question for you. Yep. I want to hear. All right, you don't you, you can't hedge on this either. You got to pick one. <laughs> All right, and I know, and and again, you've admittedly said on the answer. Would you rather have a kid throw more pitches in the one outing and then rest for multiple days? Or would you rather have him throw three, four innings one day, three, four innings the next? Well, that's that's too hard to answer, and I'm not trying to hedge, but it is too hard to answer. It depends on the guy. You know, we have guys, and they have them in the big leagues too, but there are guys that we have that bounce back really good, okay, and, and they have rubber arms or whatever you want to call it, and, and they, they are able to come back. But other guys are conditioned, trained, uh, just mentally more than anything uh, want to be a starting pitcher. And they go to the old seven-day routine on the college baseball front where you pitch every Friday night, you pitch every Saturday. Well, that's fine and all, but um, it depends on the guy. You can't answer that one way. Um, you know, the bounce-back guys are great. That's why they're relievers. That's why they can throw, you know, the Seth Manises of the world over and over. Now, he obviously is hurt right now, but, you know, I'm thinking like Segrist, uh, you know, some of the guys at car. I'm just but using- that's one inning. No, no, yeah, and they're, they're tr- that's their role. But, see, that's their job. Their role is to come in and blow it out and get three hitters out or get the lefty out with their lefty specialist, right, whatever. You know you know how it is. It's just it's specialized. It's Major League Baseball is specialized. Our guys, you know, our kids, we're talking, and we're jumping all over the board here, but from if you're talking like 10U, I, I, you know, I think they need a couple days off. I don't think 10Us need five, five days off in between times they throw. I really don't. I'm not saying that at all. I don't, right. think, I don't think a kid's going to hurt his arm. I don't think we need to overprotect these kids. If anything, sometimes overprotection hurts the arm. Because they mean, don't throw between them. They don't pitch. throw enough. We, we've right. already talked about that on a previous right. show. So, you know, we got to remember, this isn't somebody going on here and saying, well, my 10U throws one time on Friday, he can't throw the rest of the weekend. I didn't say that at all. I did not right. say that. So please don't hear that. But right. the problem is everybody's different and built different and wired different. Like some guys are right. just, when they get older, they're going to be a starter, and that's right. it. Right. And I, and I think where I was going was to the question of the tournament aspect. The only way you can do it is to have about five guys that throw three, four innings one day, three, four innings the next. But, and that's just, I, I mean, that is a recipe for fatigue and disaster. Well, the fatigue's going to hit that group. But but let's face it, those kids are used to that right there. You know, they really are. They're used to kind of – they play catch every day like we did. You know, you play catch, you have to go out and throw. And here's the kicker that nobody's talking about in all this is 
Some of those kids are the catchers in those games. Right. Some of those kids are the shortstops. All of them are the shortstops, excuse me, because they can all because they're usually the better athletes, right? So they're the shortstops. They're the catchers. So they're not sitting on the bench doing all these arm exercises, doing the band work, doing the recovery, you know, no. continue. Right. They're having fun. They're having a, a, you know, Gatorade with their buddies and running around, and then they're going and playing. So they're not overthinking this, and, and maybe we're overthinking it, but I know that we're not overthinking the format. I know we're not overthinking the pitch calling and the, the eight innings for the 10-year-old, and we're not overthinking any of that. That's a- absolutely needs to be discussed. So the solution here is, I, do, I, I guess for me, I don't see what's wrong with saying, okay, coach, here's your schedule this weekend. You got a game Friday night. You got two Saturday, and if you're in the top two, you play for the championship on Sunday. One game. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that's so hard. I mean, if you told me each weekend I was going to spend X amount of dollars, and I was going to get three games, I'd be happy about that. Because here's the deal. I want. I, I'm going to look at it from. Let's look at it from economics. It costs me right now to have a league game. I pay $90 for two umpires, and I pay anywhere from, uh, at the very low end, $35 for a field. And then we have a couple of the nicer fields that we use. It's a little more expensive, but it's turf, and we know we're going to play, so it's $100, okay? So let's just cut it right in the middle and say $70, $65, plus the uh, $95, okay? That basically, let's just call it $150. Let's say it's $150 to play a baseball game, a league game, Okay. Most of the tournaments we play in at this age sit right around 450. Okay, some are a little less, some might be a little bit more. So that's three games. So why in the world would I I mean I would be I would have to be a goofball to sit here and say that if you told me I was going to get three games and a fourth max, I would have to be an idiot to to think that's a bad deal. Right? Well, Right. Yeah, but you said it earlier in the show. It's 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 about, you know, you 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 keep you do the pool play, then you break off and decide who's going to go here and here and here, and then you got to crown a champion. I think there should be a champion crown. I mean, let's face it, we're all we're all competing. And I said that. So you and play you, three pool play, the top two play for a championship. There, everybody's right. happy. You got a winner. Yeah, Somebody gets a medal. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't thought the format up enough about I was too uh, riled up after yesterday <laughs> and too hot. Uh, you mean you're not ready to start a tournament company with no, me? No, Come on. No, I thought we were, I thought we were going to start a tournament company today. And listen, th- this is not a <laughs> knock at that either. This is just some thoughtful uh, right. insight and maybe try to just get people thinking about it. And right. that's if, if anything we accomplish today, that's what I want to accomplish. Let's right. just think about it because there's still a lot of good. And like I said, people that do all this need to be commended. I mean sure. – and, and, and there's some bad people out there that do it for the wrong reasons, and they don't care truthfully about the kids down the road. But remember, I see these kids at the end result. I right. see them when they get to the college level. Some of them are mentally uh, wiped out. They've been doing this too long. They've been taking all this stuff, and they just get – it's the fact. Now, I mean, people don't like to talk about it, but it's just like any other profession. You just you get to your point where you say, well, I've done this so many times, and maybe it's a little bit too much. So, you know, there's right. – it's try to do, try to get a balance is the key. Well, if you're a tournament guy and you're out there listening, is thinking we're anti-tournament. We're not because my kids love playing in them. I like being a part of them. I think what I'm saying to you is, as a consumer, I'm okay with three games. And then if I happen to be in the top two playing a fourth, and at the end of the day, I don't know why you wouldn't be all for that because I guarantee you it costs you less money to do less games. Everybody's happy. I don't know. Just a thought. Love to hear your take on it, though. So, um, especially if you're a tournament director, give me a call. I have a feeling, at the end of the day, the only answer from the tournament director is, well, Jim, I have to do this because everybody else is doing it. And if I if I go to this format you're talking about, people are going to go play in the one where they're guaranteed five or six games because parents are crazy and coaches are crazy. So I have a feeling that's what I'm going to hear, right? So, listen, again, that's not our point here. Our point here is, and I think uh, Darren brought it up a couple of times, show us the data where playing all these games works. And makes the most sense. So when you can, and again, if you can show us that, hey, I'll bite my tongue. How about you? Will you? Oh, absolutely. And I'm, <laughs> I'm here to help. We're here to help. This That's is right. not a complaint. So. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been good stuff. Really appreciated having you on. You promise you're going to come back and tell us a little bit about what's going on with SLU and and uh, maybe help out some of our kids with some of their uh, some of their uh, fundamentals and stuff like that. People love hearing from you on the types of things that you like to see at your level and what they should be working on and how they should go about doing it. You promise you come back? 
Oh, absolutely. On a Thursday Anytime. show? Anytime. Love to hear it. So, uh, how, how? I mean, let's just get a real quick slew update. I know you guys are off for the summer, right? Oh, yeah. Probably heavily recruiting right now? or Recruiting, 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 and um, and then, you know, keeping track of our guys in summer ball, doing some of the things that we just talked about. They're kind of sure all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, and then, you know, I'll be honest with you, I want to say this, you know, there's, you know, seven or eight of them are shut down this summer. You know, they... they they need it to where they're at in their in their in their development and their careers and their innings and all that. They need it. I'm not talking about pitchers. I'm talking about some position players. Some guys need to put on some weight. A couple of guys need to just rest. Some guys need to rest their arm. Other guys need to throw. I mean, it's just a different mixed bag. So everybody's on their own path with this. So is that kind of what you do at the end of the year? You evaluate each guy and you you put together a plan on what's best for him Absolutely. and how he fits in the program and Absolutely. for his own growth and development. And yep, and you have your exit meeting and you decide and you talk it out with them and. And you know you 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 kind of watch them as at the where they're at in their career, and then you you move forward with the plan. And each each summer it's different, you know. And but like I said, you said it best. We said it best. We are we go to I go to term every weekend with my youngest, uh, or you know at least he goes. And uh, but you know we we support them, we love them. Um, you know, do we miss the old days where we just played in the park against uh, ten other teams in our city? Uh, probably so, probably so. But, you know, maybe that's not possible anymore. You know, maybe these tournaments are a, a deal every weekend. Uh, but I, I'd be curious, too, my wife and I, I want to say this, too, last thing on the air. My wife said, how many? How much were our expenses this weekend? Uh, we had one playing in Wichita and one, one playing here. We said, how, many, how much were our expenses this weekend that we uh, spent? Do you even want to share it with us? No, no, we're not going to talk about that. But just, just take a breath. Think about that, yeah. Take a breath, get your receipts gathered up, and figure that one out one time. Yeah, that's another one. You know what's funny, too, is I know you know Jerry Daniels um, fairly well. He's a big baseball, youth baseball figure uh, in, in St. Louis. He he said something on my show that I kind of went, oof, that makes – I mean, we talk about it, but we never – it's funny, he was talking about the anti-travel, the anti-select people, and he says – uh, I'm tired of hearing these people say we're we're playing too many games. He goes, it's the kind of games. He goes, I'll agree with that because here's the deal. Me, you, everybody else, we played 100-something games when we were kids. And I looked at him, and I said, I'm, I'm like getting there going, no, I didn't. I played like 15. He goes, they weren't organized. We played baseball almost every day out in a lot somewhere or a field, and it was fun, and we enjoyed it, and we made up rules. We I mean, he goes, think about that. He goes, you, what happened in the summer? You left your house, you played ball all day, you came home. He goes, it was the greatest time of your life. And you, he goes, but what you did was you played a lot of catch. He goes, you didn't get on a mound and throw all these stressors, all this kind of stuff. He goes, you played a lot of catch. He yeah, goes, that's probably why your arm didn't hurt when you, and you didn't. Kid. And you never heard of Tommy John either. There was no Tommy John surgery when you played every day either. So right. maybe that's got something to do with Leo it. Leo Mazzoni might have been onto something there, huh? <laughs> He's another guy I had on that was a great interview. Well, so. Cause he, wasn't he one of the first guys that came out and said, we need forget throwing less, we need to throw more? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the old, you know, that's the old program. Uh, I think there's been some new data that's come out, though, that's maybe refuted some of that, um, you know. and But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're for throwing. We need yeah. to throw. We, we, you know, I'm for that. And you gotta, you got to really throw the baseball to throw right. hard. And David Price said it best when David Price said, if you want to throw hard, you got, you got to throw hard. So, you got to throw hard, yeah. In other words – you don't just wake up and start throwing hard. You got to right. throw the baseball, and, and right. that makes you throw hard. So that was a great quote I heard at a convention several years ago, and stuck with me ever since. Well, this is all good stuff. So uh, again, love to hear from anybody that has any thoughts or, or ideas on these uh, topics. We brought the main topic today, though, was is that you know we think there might be a better way to do this. And again, not anti-tournament. Please don't send me anything saying, "Oh, what do you got." We are not anti-tournament. Love being at the tournaments. Love watching my kids. Love coaching. It's not anti-tournament. It's anti-format. So let's let let's figure this one out. So, uh, Darren, thank you so much for being my first guest on Monday Morning Solutions. You're welcome anytime. But I do want you back on a regular show so we can share some great information with all of our uh, with all of our people out there. You promise? Thanks, Jim. I'd be glad to come back. Okay. Best way to see you at at D Hendrickson twenty four Twitter. Oh, gosh. Right? No, come on, man. You're yeah, a good follow. I guess, uh, yeah, that's the one. But I'm not a huge Twitter guy, but I'll... But when you put it out, it's good, uh, I will tell you. Well, I couldn't <laughs> resist yesterday. I kind of okay. had it all, so... It's okay. And, of course, if you want to keep up with the SLU baseball program, uh, best way is it SLU baseball? Yeah, I mean, uh, SLUbillikens.com is, is, is our that's our website. Okay. So that'll, that'll take you and keep yeah. you up. And like I said, things are... We'll kick back up in the fall. We're enjoying the summer and uh, watching a lot of baseball. Got your field cooking over there. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good things happening at SLU. So you've done a great job over there. Thanks for being a, a good coach. Thanks for being a, a good man, and thanks for being a good friend. 
You got it, um, Jim. Thanks. All right, that's Coach uh, Darren Hendrickson with uh, from the St. Louis University Billikens, both uh, Division One head coach and and parent and father <laughs> that that's out in this world, just like all of us. And uh, you know, it's it's always interesting to hear a guy that's you know it, within that world still say that you know he's as puzzled as any of us so it's okay i think for us to ask questions and that's the whole thing at the end of the day it's okay for us to 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 be puzzled it's okay for us to ask questions it's okay to disagree too i mean at the end of the day you know we have to make these decisions and when our kids are younger we're making a lot of decisions for them i mean let's face it it's, it's one thing when a kid gets old enough to make some of the decisions on his own and and maybe maybe not maybe he's been telling you things that you want to hear maybe you're only hearing what you want to hear there's a variety of reasons why sometimes we don't get the full story but the reality of it is we're making a lot of these decisions for our kids and uh we need to make them with a little more education involved and uh that's really what our show is all about it's just trying to pass around some information and and again uh i would be happy to to have somebody at any time uh say you know what jim i hear you talking about this the the fact of the matter is uh, you're off, and here's why you're off. I'd be happy to show it to you. Would love it because at the end of the day, that's really what we're doing. It's we're not here to be right, okay? We're here to provide information, and that was the why the format of this Monday Morning Solutions. Uh, I think that's why it's taken off so well with all of you. Is uh, I think people sometimes just want to listen, but I also think sometimes people want to be heard. So uh, it's been great. Uh, it's been a great start, and our, our first few episodes have have really done really well. And like I said, I love the engagement. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.